0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. There's a new era in twins baseball, and this is the show that keeps you in tune with the team's fresh approach. It's Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, featuring insight on the new direction, interviews with your favorite players, and more. Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins is presented by Discover St. Louis Park. Stay, shop, eat, and play comfortably close to Target Field. Find it all at discoverstlouispark.com. Now, here's Chris Atterbury. Well, welcome back to our final edition of Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. We started seemingly ages ago, and wouldn't you know it, Monday, opening day here at Target Field. Again, limited tickets still available. Flyovers, breakfast on the plaza, three long-sleeve T-shirts, and, oh, yes, baseball. Should be a whole lot of fun, the Twins and the Royals. As we work towards opening day one final time, very pleased to be joined tonight here on Deep Cuts by Derek Falvey. Uh, He started our program many weeks ago and now putting a wrap on his first spring training in charge of the uh, Minnesota Twins. First of all, Derek, you've been down there a while. You and the family about ready to head north?
1: We are, yeah. We've been here about two months now, and uh, I think everyone's itching to play some uh, some regular season baseball.
0: Yeah, Jack's going to tell people he's a Floridian, right? He's gonna, he's <laughs> I think so. Show up I don't think the,
1: he knows where he's from at this point. <laughs> he's going to have the
0: permatan when he, uh, <laughs> when he gets back here. Uh, let's talk, first of all, roster stuff. Uh, it's not yet whittled down. It doesn't seem to be a ton of drama. Uh, where are you on roster, and how comfortable are you saying, these are the guys we're going north with, or are there still a few people jockeying for spots?
1: I think at this stage, and, and uh, the guys have been incredibly patient. You know, the reality is that you know, the teams want to work through and, and give some direction to players as early as they can, but. Uh, toward the end of camp, whether it's injuries or, or time down or otherwise or just the lining up of pitching, uh, you're not afforded really the opportunity to finish until we leave. So we're there right now. We're, we're certainly whittling down uh, over the last week or so. We've continued to inform some players where they'll be. Uh, we have a few more conversations to have, and, and we intend to have those uh, sometime in the next 24 hours here before we break.
0: Now the one move you guys did make uh, earlier today, Nick Tepish, uh and also Alex Wimmers uh, were, were optioned out of camp. Uh, Tepes was a guy you brought in, some familiarity there for Thad, certainly from Texas, a guy kind of working his way back from some injuries. Did you like what you saw from Nick? I know he was a guy who was very upfront that he would be more than willing to go to the minor leagues and and get himself back to, to big league shape.
1: I think Nick, was a, he's a great example of a guy who's fought through some adversity as a pitcher. hes He's gone through some different injuries in his career, uh, had to battle back to the big leagues, and, and we think he's a major league pitcher. We think he has the ability to help us. Uh, in the short term, there are certain things that are out of a pitcher's control You know, as we work through roster assignments, and I think we all know that while we come to camp with 62 and break with 25, we, we use a number of more guys over the course of the season, uh, especially early on in, as in the cold weather and otherwise. So we, ex- we expect Nick to be a part of our plans as we move forward.
0: Do you anticipate with, with a 10-day DL this year uh, being new, do you expect to see more of that more of that shuffle back and forth in particular with pitching? I think of the way a guy like a like a Buck showalter historically has utilized their 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 farm club and and the proximity thereof to kind of move guys around with now a ten day dl instead of a two week penalty when a guy gets hurt. Do you expect more of a shuttle between maybe double AA, a affiliates and the big league clubs.
1: You know, I, I think you're going to see uh, certainly uh, where it will really play out is in historically when you have a guy who's maybe a bit dinged up and, and you think he's going to be two to three days down, but you don't really want to burn those entire 15 days. Uh, you wait and you play short for a couple of days. I think it's going to be a lot easier for teams now to make the decision to say, hey, rather than have him down two, three days and play short, let's go ahead and put him on that DL, and it'll get your roster back to 25. I I don't anticipate a lot of the uh, flexibility with pitching because it is uh, over the course of 10 days you would would miss typically two starts. But I I do think you'll see – Uh, a lot more flexibility with position players who might have maybe a little dinged up early on.
0: We saw, and and just before we close up shop on that topic, Derek, uh, that seems better for the game, right, to to have full rosters for managers to work with and not have have, have teams playing shorthanded or nicked up?
1: Absolutely. I think it's both good for the game and for the players because you, you don't feel like you have to rush somebody back. It's it's challenging for the trainers to uh, make sure they make that call early, especially on injuries like a, like a hamstring strain or maybe groin tightness, those types that can nag. So we want to make sure that we, we take care of those quickly, and that's, this 10-day affords us that opportunity without missing a guy for too long.
0: Derek Falvey is our guest. Final edition of Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park opening day, Coming up on Monday, glad to have you with us, whether it's Facebook Live, streaming online, or of course joining us across our network, Derek, in Florida today. And uh, and I want to talk about roster, and in particular, 40-man roster. You have players vying for positions in camp who are not on the 40-man, guys like Byung-Ho Park, Chris Jimenez. Uh, I remember something your predecessor once told me. Uh, he said, Chris, in that, that classic Terry Ryan draw, uh, when you lose as much as we're losing, you can always find a roster spot. <laughs> that, that's a difficult spot for you because you and Thad are really constructing kind of your vision of things moving forward. How much do those 40-man roster spots play into it? How difficult are those decisions?
1: Yeah, my view of that is is 40, the 40 spots that we have, each one of them is incredibly valuable. And I think you have to be thoughtful about the realities of the way the season plays out. I, I think I've, uh, I've looked in the past that while you break camp with, say, 12 pitchers or 13 pitchers when you have a five-man rotation, uh, the reality is the average team uses 17 or 18 pitchers by May 15th. And so, or that's to be one thinking, game
0: for Terry Francona,
1: <laughs> right? It could be, it's certainly late in the season, in September. But I, I think the reality is that we need to be thoughtful about how we're going to manage our roster through the course of a season. And so, I view each of those decisions as something that we need to be uh, we need to be thoughtful about the long-term plan of adding a player, what that looks like, and what the impact the impact that that has on our roster moving forward. Now,
0: unfortunately, Trevor May to the 60-day with his surgery, and that opened up a spot, and Craig. Brown Reslo assumed that role. Is that a situation injury-wise, uh, in where Glenn Perkins may be vacating a, a spot to to allow for somebody to be added?
1: Yeah, certainly an option for us. Glenn's progressed uh, through the course of his rehab, and I think we've we've. Uh, consistently messaged with Glenn that we want we want him to pitch when he's fully ready to pitch, not when he might be ready or, or can help us you know, in just some small capacity. We want to get him back to where we know he can be an impact pitcher in our bullpen. So uh, if the timing allows for that as we work through this, uh, that could certainly be an option for us. When
0: you look at, at options, and that's something that people bring up, fans in particular, this time of year, and it's always been kind of a hazy area And the the line of thinking has generally been, from a fan perspective, well, if they're out of options, that player maybe has the upper hand. Now, sometimes that can be true. You mentioned the value of those 40 spots, and they're very precious. By the same token, sometimes if you're out of options and you're not a lock, it's for a reason as well. You're trying to get the best ball players on your club. How do you view that when you see a player who is is out of options, is that a decisive advantage if it becomes a coin flip situation with another player? Or do you look at it as you have to to earn the right for us to keep you more so than just, well, we don't want to lose him necessarily, so we'll give him an edge?
1: I think you certainly want to... Every player who comes to camp, and 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 not just in camp, but what they do in the off season, how they work, uh, we have to look back to the previous season performance, and, and we all want, we want every player to earn their opportunity on this team. I think as you look at last decisions, sometimes you know, that that does play a factor, you know, where guys are with their option status, and whether or not you can retain the talent, and maybe that's a tiebreaker. But ultimately, we, we want to our goal is to put you know, the best possible team on the field through the course of the season, and so we have to make decisions early on. Uh, that impact our 25 men that allow us to do that uh, with, a, with a long-term view of how we're going to build this thing out over the course of the season. Now,
0: Derek, speaking of options, Kenny Vargas uh, it has been given another year, another option, essentially. Explain that process and what exactly transpired with Kenny.
1: Sure. W- Major League Baseball is part of the rules. Uh, you know, typically, you hear of a guy having three options. Uh, Kenny's is one that has uh, four options. And when a player has five or, or fewer professional seasons, Uh, under his belt but he's already gone through those three options uh, the collective bargaining agreement allows for that fourth option. So, uh, in this case, uh, Kenny is one of the guys who uh, is is credited with a fourth option. There's a, a dozen or so players I think when I look around the league every year that, that are credited with that. So, um, we'll have the we'll have the flexibility with Kenny to potentially uh, keep him on the roster, but maybe make a decision with respect to the 25 men versus being in AAA.
0: Now, in addition to option situations in the 40 man uh, and having to consider that injuries play a part late in camp this has been fortunately with the exception of trevor a fairly drama free camp in terms of injuries but little injuries late vargas i think of ryan o'rourke i think of robbie grossman can play a role i know grossman was back in action on the backfields. can you update us on those guys and how those knicks maybe have affected some of your decision making
1: Sure, it's. it's I've, I've been speaking with other general managers and heads of baseball operations with other teams, and it seems we all deal with this this time of year. Uh, some small nicks and 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 guys getting banged up uh, that lead to uh, some inflexibility with your roster. So uh, Ryan's a guy who's progressing, uh, continuing to throw, and not quite there uh, yet to be a, a part of the conversation uh, for our club in the short term. Robbie, on the other hand. Uh, had a great day yesterday over in minor league games, ran ran the bases, uh, was out on the field and, and played defense and, and looked good. So he feels good and is progressing nicely. Uh, I think as we talk about some of the other guys that are on the team, Ari Adrianza had a little bit of a, a hiccup with his oblique. So we'll continue to monitor. I mean, a lot of these things will come right down to the to the last minute in terms of the decisions we have to make with our uh, with our disabled list placements.
0: You just wanted to show off uh, your pronunciation skills on that, didn't you? With
1: <laughs> well, I was, I'm trying to keep up with that along <laughs> the way here. You've yeah, got to roll the
0: R's <laughs> a little bit. Derek Falvey is our guest. We're going to step aside. This is our final edition of... Deep cuts with the Minnesota Twins before the regular season commences on Monday when we come back. More with Derek as he navigates his first spring in charge of the Minnesota Twins and the uh, baseball side of things. That's next on your home for Twins baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. Derek Falvey is our guest, kind enough to give us some time in what has been a very busy spring for Derek. Now, Derek, you've been involved in building a lot of rosters, uh, major league rosters in your career, but this is the first time that the buck stops with you, that you're the final chair. How has that been different? How has that changed uh, your perspective in the way you've seen things or observed things, gone about things this camp?
1: You know, I, I've always approached uh, in my previous role, when I wasn't the ultimate decision maker on the roster, that uh, I, I viewed myself as sitting in that chair. If I gave Chris Antonetti or Mark Shapiro or Mike Turnoff a recommendation, uh, ultimately I, I, I thought about it at the same level of detail uh, that I do now, and so it's afforded me a chance in some ways to uh, to feel that that pressure. But admittedly, Chris, I, I think. The reality is now me sitting in the chair. It's a different. It's a different conversation. I'll, I'll tell you this: it probably keeps me up a little bit later at night than it did in the past. But uh, but ultimately, we're trying to build the best possible franchise and organization here. And uh, those decisions, we need to think through how they impact our team today and and on opening day, but how they impact us in the future. And uh, it's something I think about a great deal and spend a lot of time uh, processing the potential outcomes of.
0: Yeah, and that's, again, you're serving two masters. You're trying to be good now, and you're also trying to build the sustainability uh, in what you want going forward. And you're not doing it alone. Uh, You, Thad, Rob, obviously, uh, and the rest of the front office, but also Paul and his staff when decisions are made, when conversations are had, it's a lot of different voices that you are, are taking in. You're big on collaboration. You've said that from day one. How have those conversations gone? Have uh, there been some points of contention? Uh, have there been uh, m- mostly mutual agreement? Uh, have things been fairly obvious? How would you describe it?
1: I, I would say that from the get-go, we, we've talked about really being open and, and having Honest dialogue about where we think the team is now, which players might fit best, and I felt that uh, that Paul's been tremendous about sharing those opinions, sharing his thoughts uh, with respect to this roster now and moving forward. I think we all understand the the differing perspectives. I mean, I want Paul to be thinking about. How can we win tonight's game every night we play? I mean, that's his goal, how to set up the culture and the chemistry on that team. And so that that should be his focus. And ultimately, there are going to be times when Thad or Rob or I need to think a little bit longer term than just that night. And... I would say that it's been it's been an incredibly healthy dialogue to this point. Uh, Paul understands how this game works. He's been around it for so long. So we've had some back and forth, and uh, certainly will agree on some things and disagree on others. But uh, incredibly, incredibly healthy environment. I think that's I think that's essential for us to build uh, the type of organization uh, we need we need for the long term.
0: Derek, you obviously are familiar with this roster from the other side of the diamond in Cleveland. Thad from from the other side in in Arlington. What have you learned about some of the players being on this side now with them that maybe surprised you or you hadn't realized uh, as an opponent?
1: You know, I I think when you get, you see, you're right, you see from across the diamond, you have some expectations of how players uh, operate, how they act. And, And I think what's really impressed me about this group is that, you know, I didn't know a lot of these young guys personally, but you see them as young players and you see the ups and downs. But I think... Guys like Byron Buxton and, and Max Kepler and Jorge Polanco, Miguel Sano. These guys really have uh, just a deep desire to be a good overall team, and and they understand things maybe a little bit beyond their years. So uh, I'm excited to see that that type of uh, that group of players take a meaningful step forward to join the likes of Joe Mauer, Brian Dozier. Jason Castro, guys who have been around a little while. So it's it'll be exciting to see all of that come together.
0: I think in your chair you probably want people to force your hand. You want guys to play so well that you have to make tough decisions. Has, has that happened to to the level that that you had hoped for, anticipated?
1: I, I, yeah, I think it has, of course. I, I think we're seeing guys take meaningful steps forward this spring, uh, not just you know, offensively but defensively. Uh, in different uh, all different areas of the game, so uh, I think we'll continue to impress upon uh, the young players, even the ones that we sent to the minor leagues, that they, uh, there's there's an opportunity here, and it's their it's their charge to go to go grab it and take it.
0: One surprise, if you had to pick one, maybe uh, pleasant or otherwise, uh, in this camp for you in terms of players and the you know, finding something out about them that maybe you didn't realize or watching them perform maybe even beyond expectation?
1: Yeah, I think uh, one good example of that, there's been a number, but I'll give you one, and and we talked at the beginning of camp of Kyle Gibson and the work that he did this offseason to put himself in a better place, um, not just physically but, you know, to affect his stuff and command and otherwise and, you know, even his mentality and the way he approaches uh, getting on the mound every day and how he is, how he's attacking hitters. I think he set a plan, uh, he set a course, and, and he's followed it, and he feels really good about that. So we're excited to see him take that next step here.
0: All right, great stuff with Derek Falvey. And we're going to uh, give Derek a brief break. We'll take a break, come back with some news and notes in particular about opening day, and then we'll put uh, Derek uh, on the hot seat with three cuts as we wrap up our final edition of Deep Cuts for 2017. This is your home for Twins Baseball. Chris Atterbury welcoming you back live to our network headquarters here at Target Field. Final edition of Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins for this offseason. And that's great news with the opener coming on Monday. Our show brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park, whether you're Facebook Living, streaming online, or listening across our network. Now, if you're doing that and you are a student, boy, we got some good news. For you, Twins announcing today, just today, about their newly released mobile-based student pass program for the upcoming season. It's exclusively available using MLB.com's ballpark app, You guys are students. You know how all this uh, technology works. It's a $5 ballpark access. That's a no seating ticket, but you get into the ballpark for every Wednesday home game, and the tickets come straight to your mobile device, and you get a free ride from Metro Transit. Available at twinsbaseball.com slash student to sign up by visiting twinsbaseball.com slash student, or you can text student. 51655 now student or not reminder monday is the opener you'd have no place better to be on monday at three o'clock than the twins opener they don't get a whole lot of season openers just the second here at target field ever the first since 2013 trying to snap that eight game opening day losing streak now also worth noting a lot of kids in minneapolis on spring break if you're wondering what to do with your kids round them up bring them to the ballpark still limited tickets available First thirty thousand through the door, they get the awesome long sleeve tee with the hood from Northland Ford dealers. Uh, you've got a flyover. You've got Max and Pie. The Eagles will be here. Dessa is going to do the national anthem. That'll be awesome. Uh, With the uh, orchestra uh, here at the ballpark, our pal Steli going to throw out the ceremonial first pitch and then baseball at 3 o'clock. It's going to be dynamite. It's also Caps On Day, as you can do a hashtag Caps On with your favorite Twins lid from New Era spread it out on social media. Going to be a lot of fun. Hope you'll be a part of it. also hope you'll be a part of Three Cuts with Derek Falvey. That's coming up next as we wrap up our show on your home for Twins baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to our final uh, segment here tonight, and our final edition of Deep Cuts. It's been another great winter of programming. We want to thank all of the players uh, from far and wide who joined us throughout the course of the offseason. Always fun to reel them in from all parts of the globe, whether it's Twins Fest. We were live on Caravan, and now wrapping things up with Derek Falvey live from spring training with the season opener Coming up on Monday against the Royals and Derek. Normally three cuts, we're going to limit it to one cut because we don't want to see a swing. We uh, we don't want you to hurt your shoulder or anything. (laughs) And, And the 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 nomenclature is also odd this time of year. Three cuts implies a swing in the cage, but this time of year, cuts can mean the end of a time in camp and for many, the end of a baseball playing career. Something they've been doing since they were six years old. We alluded to the change, the difference in being the final say, in being in the head chair for you this year nobody in your line of work likes cutting a player there's never been a, a good person at your job who enjoys that and uh, oftentimes you are literally telling somebody that you're done you, you no longer get to do what you love for a living and that's that's a difficult thing have you had to do that yet and and what is that like for you mentally because that is not again uh, something most people have to do in their daily work or daily life and it's certainly not Something anybody looks forward to.
1: No, you're right, Chris. It's not something that people in my chair uh, should ever take lightly. And I think the, the second you don't feel something when you're doing that, uh, it's probably the time to get out of this game. And I think, you know, earlier this spring, uh, just a couple of weeks back now, uh, we had a chance to talk with uh, someone who made a meaningful impact in our camp, in Ryan Vogelsong, who said. Uh, an incredible career, uh, and what he's done uh, to compete and and put himself in positions to be part of meaningful championship-level teams uh, is is impressive, and everything we had heard about Ryan coming into camp uh, was backed up by his behavior here, and and so when we talked to Ryan about not making our club, uh, we certainly knew that that would uh, potentially offer him an opportunity to go elsewhere to another club, but it also was going to provide him a decision with where he is in his career. And uh, I can tell you that I I just was – so effusive in my praise of of the way he handled himself in camp and the way his career has gone and that's just that's never easy it's not that's not something it's not a conversation that you enjoy having they're they're necessary but uh we don't take it lightly and and we just want to make sure that the player knows that as well that we're feeling for them in that moment now
0: you've got a few more tough decisions to make i'm sure you guys are well prepared to go about that and uh, we look forward to seeing you up here on monday
1: Thanks, Chris. Looking forward to getting started.
0: All right. Thank you, sir. That's Derek Falvey. Derek Falvey wrapping up his first spring as head of the Twins baseball operations and joining us here on our final edition of Deep Cuts for the 2016-17 offseason. That means baseball is here, and that is always a good thing. We want to thank everybody, uh, including our good friends at Discover St. Louis Park, uh, for allowing us to bring you another winter of deep cuts, get to know some of the folks inside the uniforms just a little bit better beyond what they do on the diamond or in the front office. And, uh, Derek, our final guest, and a good one, and a great way to wrap up our offseason of programming. A reminder, we've got a full pregame lineup card, a wonderful ball uh, game, to broadcast and of course our post game download coming up on Monday but we'll get started even earlier than that Sunday morning with Paul Molitor's show uh, as the Paul Molliter show uh, Jack Morris will be here I'll be here uh, in advance of the 2017 season opener should be a whole lot of fun glad you were with us all season long even more excited to have you with
1: us for the ride into the 2017 campaign right here on the home to baseball